as I sit under the shade of the green dome drinking tea, memories and stories came flooding back to me. I hope you enjoyed the stories as much as I enjoy telling them. So, Bismillah, this is the 18th of February 2021. Akbar is doing my YouTube, well, Akbar is doing his own YouTube channel, and uh, he's kindly enough thought that these stories would be good to put on the internet for other people to listen. So, shout going out to Brother Akbar, inshallah. This is a story, right? I was in Masjid al Aqsa. And uh, in Jerusalem they speak good English, better than my Arabic anyway. I bumped into this guy who, this was about the third or fourth trip, so he'd seen me coming and going out of Masjid al-Aqsa, me and him became friends. And then he took me to this uh, lady. She was just sitting there reading Quran, minding her own business. And he said, that lady's from England. And uh, so he went and took me to her, introduced me to her. She did not want to know anyone or anything. She was on her own mission. Until I mentioned to her that I, um, I've spent some time with Sheikh Nazim. It just came out of my mouth. I don't know why, but she was just trying to get rid of us. She, was, she had a go at the guy. She goes, why did you tell him I'm from England? Why do you, te why do you tell people? Why... Have you told him? He just was shocked. I think I was the first person he ever told. What she does, her story's amazing. She was just a normal girl, minding her own business in life. She got, she, this is what I remember of her story. She said that she had, she got cancer. And then someone told her to go and visit Sheikh Nazim in Cyprus. Sheikh Nazim Oh, I've got hundreds of stories about him. The whole world has got hundreds of stories about him. I, won't, I don't want to tell my personal stories. I don't feel comfortable at the moment. But I'll tell you what this girl told me. She had cancer. Someone said to her, they'd given up hope. Someone said to her, go to Cyprus. And there's a sheikh there, a saintly man. He can make du'a for you. So... She, I think, I'm not going to tell you her career. Let's just say she was a solicitor's clerk. She is so, she's a very private person. So she went to this, she goes, I've got no other, nothing else going on. I might as well do what they're, what this lady's telling me to do. So I go to Cyprus, she goes to Cyprus. She visits Sheikh Nazim. He puts his hand on her head, she says, and she just feels this energy going all the way through her body. All the way through her body, she just burst out crying, and um, that was it. But she knew something was being transmitted. She didn't know what. She went back to England, guess what? Her cancer was gone. That blew her mind. She could not believe it that she went to visit this man. Man put his hand on her head. She'd been going through chemo and all kinds of different things. Nothing was working.
and the doctors are almost at the stage of giving hope. Now this cancer's gone. Now she can't work in the solicitor's office anymore. She's thinking, huh? What? Where's that man? I need to see that man. I need to thank that man. I need to do what that man told me. And I do, I give my life to that man. She went back to Cyprus and she lived there for a few months. <clears throat> and she said she started getting dreams and visions, but the people around Sheikh Nazim wouldn't let her visit him, even in Cyprus. You have to have contacts to meet him. And he had a kind of, like a lot of Sheikhs have, a kind of a hierarchy of students who stopped their students from visiting the Sheikh. But she managed to see him one day. She goes, Sheikh, <coughs> I'm seeing you in dreams, I'm seeing you in waking visions, I'm seeing your soul, and I'm getting instructions to do things. What Are they real, or am I imagining things? He said, yes, they're real, and you just keep following the instructions. And that's when I met her in, um, Cyprus, in um, Jerusalem, Masjid Al-Aqsa. And the amazing thing is, she would sit there until she got instructions to move on to somewhere else. She would get me instructions to move on to, I'm not going to say the place, just say Morocco Fez. And then she'd stay there for a few months, keeping herself to herself. And then she'd go somewhere else, and then she'd run out of money. And then she'd go back and she'd, do her, uh, her, she'd go and earn some money for a couple of months. Three or four months she'd work as a normal person that nobody knew her, who she was or what she was. And then she'd go to, say, Iraq, Karbala, once she'd, given, once she'd been given instructions. And she'd keep travelling around the world, places like that. And every time she ran out of money, she'd go back to England, she'd work for four or five months, and then she'd go travelling again. And uh, if people think that the books, stories of uh, spiritual seekers are just in the books, let me tell you, they're all over the world. And now they're coming in from England and America and England and they just keep they're not big sheikhs they don't give big speeches they're minding their own business and sometimes we read stories of travelers from 300 years ago 400 years ago but it's actually going on now but Allah just has to introduce us to these people and I still bump into this uh, person uh, in different places and we just have a quick chat and we get on and do our own thing, mind our own business, have a little chat with each other, and just go. And uh, anyway, that's your story for today. Oh, it's about six minutes again. So these are six-minute stories, I think. I think between six and ten minutes, that's long enough. All right, Akbar, this one's for you, yeah? Allah bless you, inshallah. I hope you enjoyed this story as much as I enjoyed telling it. Assalamu alaikum.